Forward sizzle. What's news? Got oh. um, <clears throat> No. G'day everybody, welcome to episode 282 of Not The Footy Show. The new season is upon us and in typical Not The Footy Show style, we waited till round two to start recording in-season podcasts. Panthers mm. have just beaten South Sydney, 16 points to 10 in the opener of round number two. I've got Rob Cox with me, I'm Warwick Nicholson. Coxsmith, I was basically away from football last weekend and you are going to be the doyen of round one. Everything that you oh, said yeah. I'm just going to nod and agree with uh, mm. like normal. Uh, but I want to talk about the Panthers and the South Sydney game that we just watched because it was pretty, pretty. It was exciting. It wasn't super high standard of footy, particularly in attack. But uh, I'll, I'll take it as an early season blockbuster, if you want to call that. Oh yeah, it, it was all right, mate. I mean, the Panthers looked really clunky for probably sixty-five minutes of that game, um, just like they were the week before in round one. Um, but it, you know, I mean, you, when you get those games that are are tight in score, you know, there's no blowout um, yep. because Panthers were probably clunky. And, um, yeah, they're still finding their feet. Even though they didn't lose too many players, they're, they're still finding their feet. I think that young, young, well, he's not that young, but the hooker looks pretty good, Sonny, Sonny Luke. Luke. Yeah. Looks better and, than um, Kenny, that's for sure. Yeah, although, you know, Kenny, I don't know, Kenny uh, did did a couple of good things tonight, but he's just not that live wire out of out of – you know, he doesn't get them on their front foot early on in their tackles, and um, you know. But uh, you know, I've got I've got to bring something up that I saw tonight. Yep. What are you, What are your thoughts on? Now you know I'm an I'm an unashamed Grant Atkins fan. I like mm-hmm. him as a referee. Same here. There, there was a there was a decision tonight, probably halfway through the second half, where there were a lot of mistakes and 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 you know there's a bit of a mistake happening and. Luai made a tackle and held on to a player mm-hmm. and kind of kneeled up and the player put the ball on his knee. Referee said that he interfered with the play of the ball. Mm-hmm. I don't agree for one second he interfered with the play of the ball. But the mm-hmm. player put his – and then it goes to the bunker. I've got a theory. Mm-hmm. Referring, referring things to the bunker a lot, you know, as much as we trust – that it should you should get the right decision. That was, in my mind anyway, glaringly obvious that Luai had nothing to do with that ball being dropped. And sometimes I just get the feeling that they back their mates up. They're all mates. They're they're all buddies in there. Mm. I think I think Atkins was wrong. I think he was mm. straight up wrong. Um, and and it was like the guy in the bunker. I don't know who it was tonight. Just uh, fell into line. And said, "Yep, yeah, uh, he pulled himself closer or something like that." I mean, not the most exciting thing to happen tonight. But what are your thoughts on that kind of stuff? Look, I actually was texting a few guys in a WhatsApp group, and my issue is that Jerome Luai does what he does all the time. He crowds the ball. He even if he's not the guy, the tackler, he'll come in and he'll put hands behind the head, and he'll hold mm. the guy down as he's getting up. I think he's been done because he did it three tackles in a row. If you have a look at that set. He, ma- he does the same thing three times in a row. And the last time is the first of the three tackles where he's actually in the tackle itself. 
And they have ruled, and again, this is how they ruled it, not necessarily wherefore I agree, that mm. he moved his body back in towards Thompson and that's why his knee was there when Thompson got to play the ball. If it's not Luai, that's just some other person who doesn't like pushing the boundaries. Mm. I probably don't think it's a penalty. But Luai yeah. puts himself in those situations oh, d- regularly. Mate, look, Luai does that. He definitely pushes the envelope all the time. Um, so I haven't got a very huge competitive. But the fact I, I, is, I, they did it yeah. earlier. They've invented new rules. Have you noticed the new rule about whether your hand's on the ball or underneath the ball and aren't around oh. the guy? Like, they're, they're now the most genius interpretators. That's not a word, but I'll go with it anyway. Well, yeah, because he says he, said, he, called, he, he called intent. Like, the player's intention wasn't to strip the ball. So, uh, like, I was sitting on the couch and I said to my wife, so if your arm is caught between the jersey and the ball and you reef it out as hard as, as, hard you, can, as you can, but your palm is not facing the ball, then if the ball pops out, you had no intent whatsoever. I mean, they just is, make it hard for themselves to take seriously. I didn't even know. I, mean, like, I don't remember seeing this verbalised anywhere. It may have been. It may have been on one of those 78-minute Graham Annesley snorefests and no one watches. It uh, probably released at midnight on New Year's Eve or something like that. You know? And we'll get to the Dally M uh, change in voting a bit later about timing with the NRL. But they've now decided, because Nathan Cleary pulled the ball out on the line on Tom Burgess. 100%. Yep. 100%. Yep. And they've ruled that he is, the word was, it's a, oh, I wrote it down, i got to see what I wrote, because it's, it's exactly the kind of interpretation where you just go, you're wrecking the game. Uh, he so much moved, of that he from moved both. his arm out of the ruck in a normal fashion was the wording that the guy used. My message to the guys was he stripped the ball in a normal fashion, which was pretty close to the truth. And <laughs> the the guy has, the ref, video ref's gone, oh, no, it's no, no penalty. And I'm like, okay. And then there was one with Damian Cook where he won a challenge for the same thing where he pulled his arm out. As you say, he pulled his arm out with his hand underneath the ball as opposed to palming the ball. And they say it's fine. So this is the frustration fans have is that you get to a point where they tinker with things to such an extent that now the video ref can't get it right because the rules yeah. put him in a situation where he's got to follow what Annesley and co have written down, which is just foolish. And, and that's what happened to the And if you go back a little earlier, like we'll get off the referees in a moment, but if you go back a little okay. earlier, Garner was was said to have dropped the ball in that mm. in in that try. Now, the referee tried the old Jedi mind trick where he says, "And right there is where he loses the ball." No, 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 no. There was no separation between uh, the ball got loose in the in in the. I think he's, but, I think he's lost it, but yes, yeah. The ball got loose in the act of scoring the try, and we don't mm. even know if he really got it down or not. <laughs> but they've made this new rule this year that you can lose control of the ball. And as long as it doesn't separate from your arm when you're putting yep. it on the ground, then it's a try. So why is the rule any different when you're carrying the ball? It doesn't. It, there was no there was no air gap between his arm and the. You didn't see a gap. Yeah. So they say, oh, that's where he lost the ball. No, he didn't actually lose the ball. The ball was still in his grasp. Well, they should have said it just wasn't is, tight. They, they should have said that because the ball's bobbled, and we use your Gus word into Latrell Mitchell, then it's a knock-on. But they didn't say that. They just said it came away from his arm. It so, never came away from his arm. His arm was always in contact with it. It just got loose in his arm. Just, I don't. I still don't. Th- I don't think it was a try. I don't think he got hmm. it down. To be perfectly honest, uh, but, I reckon they would have given it if they decided he didn't drop it. 
because Atkins had given it, which looked to be fair, him running back, he thinks he's got down. I'm okay with that decision. I reckon they would have not been able to overturn it because the angle that you saw when he finally got towards the ball, you could just sort of mm. see his arm in the grass and it was like the ball might be touching, but you couldn't say mm. it wasn't touching. Yeah. Well, the ball the ball also might have been secured, but, yeah. you know, I mean, we, we have so many gray good, areas in the game. Pretty good tackle by Mitchell, just quietly. Great tackle by Mitchell. Actually, was, uh, quick question. Yes. Quick question. If Kikau carries that ball, does Mitchell stop him? <laughs> no. But they've they've gone, they've invested in the Luke Garner um, signing, which he actually played all right tonight. I say all right because after what he did the other week, that's an upgrade. I still think Zach Hoskins is the guy they should be playing on that left edge, but. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know how. I don't know going forward. I don't, you know, like I know that you, it's really hard to replace someone like Viliama Kikau, but but how much time do you give Luke Garner? Mm. Not not to play as good as Viliama, but to make an impression in that team and own a position, because well, I know we're very very early in the season. He's new to the club, but we're week two, and I, I'm, you know, I never really saw that. I never saw what they saw out of him at the Tigers. I mean, it's a team that got the spoon last year mm. and they they brought a back rower in that, to me, is fair, fairly journeyman-like um, to replace someone like Viliamo Kikau. Um, clearly, it's a, it's a money issue, but um, I'd want to see more more from Garner going forward than what I've seen so far. Two things on Garner. One is it was very telling where he was for the last... Um... 13 minutes of the game, he got yanked. And mm. the other part of it is his work rate, I don't think is up there where it needs to be. Because I, I don't consider Liam Martin a massive work rate guy. He can do good things, but he's not someone who's going to make 20 hit-ups a game or whatever. So both your badges, if they're both sort of... I think a guy like Kikiyo could afford to run 12 times a game because he's going to give you that quality. I don't think Garner's in that category. So... I think they they over rely on then Yo doing a lot of work in that middle. Uh, I, I thought Spencer Lino that's probably the best game I've seen him play in a long time. He made a difference yeah. when he came on, and Absolutely. he's now leaving the Panthers. That's what mm-hmm. it is. We said to Sonny Luke and, and Co. Nathan Cleary. I didn't mind what I saw from him tonight. He toughed it out with that ankle. Uh, the try yeah. that he set up for Toto, I thought was class. His kicking game was yeah. pretty good. Luai, yeah. apart from the try he set up, I thought was hardly seen. Uh, well, look, the try setup was fairly decent, though. It's I've good, got to good. admit, um, he did give a couple of penalties away. Uh, look, I, I, I got to, I'm going to go out there and say it, and I'm, and I'm probably going to kick myself come round seven or eight. But I believe <laughs> that this year will be their their window closing this year once Whew. they lose, once they lose uh, Lenu and Crichton. Stephen Crichton. Um, I think the window is about halfway closed. Do you think it's that. more closed or? The other teams will be closer to them. Yeah, I just think they come back to the field a little bit. Now, you know, we don't know what they've got up there, up their spout, so to speak, as far as young players coming in. Um, but you know, we always know that they generally take a year or two to come online properly. So we'll see. But um, I guess not a disappointing. Well, maybe a disappointing start to the season. I mean, they they. I don't well, think they by Brisbane last, last week. week. <laughs> I know. didn't. And where, where have you got Brisbane finishing? Uh, I remember as well. No, it's uh, tenth, uh, tenth, uh, tenth or eleventh. I don't yeah. know. I, I think I've got twelfth, and and I've got the Panthers finishing first. And um, week last week was 
pretty ordinary, mate. But anyway, let's move away from that. Let's move um, on quickly on South. Anything you take away from that match for them? I, I got two highlights, but you go for it first. Well, I've got a couple of lowlights, um, <laughs> mate. A couple of highlights is, is Latrell when he wants to. It's like, okay, I need to score a try now. It's so good and to it's watch. Like, it's so he, good to watch. It's unbelievable. But but the, the disappointing thing from the, on the other side of the coin is you think, what have you been doing for the last seventy five minutes, brother? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, I know he can't. He hasn't got the motor to keep doing that every play. Um, Cody Walker's hands and brains are still working, but he looks a yard slower this year than he was last year. Ilias looks really good. You know, I think Ilias is going to be, you know, in, in probably a year or two's time, Ilias is going to be one of those players that they talk about, you know, when's he coming off contract? We like to have a stab at him um, because there's not all that many halfbacks that are free at the moment. I know just Braden quiet, Trindle is. Just, but... just quietly, did you see the uh, mainstream media's caught up with the footy show exclusive from a couple of weeks ago? Sam Walker to Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah first, well, uh, well, who was it? That, who was it that brought it up though? I think it was um, Wally Lewis. Uh, Wally King, King, if you're listening, the King, love the you, mate. Listening, but I, uh, I think I, I don't, I don't think, this, I don't think South were that that bad. They were missing mm. four or five players tonight. Look, so. it was sixteen nil, and South had a uh, had a set on the line, and Isaiah dropped the ball about two minutes yeah. out from the line. I actually felt like if South had given up a try, then it could have been forty nil. It just had that feel where the the, the Barrier, mm. the, the dam could have broken. It didn't. They rallied. Latrell played really well. Uh, mm. I want to give two players a shout out. Michael Cheekham is that's, that's who I'm getting to. Uh, Michael Cheekham doing a really good job on the yep. edge there. I, I I'm agree. really impressed by him. His defense is the thing that, like, he's not a huge fellow, but he's doing a job and he's defending inside yep. Cody Walker. That's not an easy job. And Sh- yeah. Shaq Mitchell. I mean, number one, how good is it to hear the commentator, the the, the referee on the field go, hey, Shaq, move Shaq, 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 Shaq. This is fantastic. And like, I'll just give you his numbers tonight, okay? He played 52 minutes when they've got no no backup forwards, 15 runs, 155 metres, and he made 33 tackles. Like, good work. Seriously, he's got himself yeah. back into his body shape that he needs to be able to play first grade, and the coach trusted him tonight. So Shaq Mitchell... Outstanding work there, and and as I say, am doing a good job. I thought Cam Murray was a bit disappointing tonight. Uh, Walker, he tried, but just wasn't that effective. Um, but Mitchell, yeah, he's the straw straw that stirs the drink there at South. So sixteen ten Panthers. That opens up round number two. Quickly, let's go to round number one and the things that have happened that deserve a mention. Mm. I didn't see this game. I apologise, and I'm going to rue it because I had the mighty Redcliffe Dolphins finishing 17th, but Uncle Benny mm. pulls one out of the hat. What, what did you oh, make of the, that match? Because I didn't the, the, he's, like the, he's like the wily coyote, coyote isn't he? Um, the grinning assassin. He, he's He's got a way to get a team to lift, mate. And I don't know what we're going to see out of Redcliffe this week, but what we saw last week was uh, them beating a top four team. Um, 28-18 over the Roosters. And the Roosters never looked like... The Roosters never looked like they were in it. Wow. It was almost like they never come out of the shed. That's how strong the Dolphins were. So, um, And he doesn't have any marquee players. He's got some mm-hmm. good first-grade players, but he doesn't have any – got a bunch of young guys there, and he, but he no, has no outstanding halfback, 5'8", you know, hooker. Yep. No, he's got he's got discards almost, with all due respect. Yep. Um, so, mate, it was a very, very – I mean, look, Felice Kafusi changed – not changed the game, but his defence 
at a couple of moments, really lifted the Dolphins. Um, I think he got man of the match and, and probably deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the cheese was really nowhere to be seen for, for the Roosters. Didn't do a lot. But the, the Rooster, again, the, the Roosters weren't allowed to get really into the game all that much. And yes, I think not, that the... You're not the first the, person the, to say it to me. Yeah, that's... The score doesn't really tell you the story. I mean, it, mm. if, it, if it was 32 nil, it would probably be a bit more like it. To be but it was 12-6, wasn't it? It was 12-6 at one stage to the Roosters and then... Um, Yep. Dolphins put on a show. A uh, couple of things out of this. Only 32,000 there in a 54,000-seat stadium. We keep hearing about Still how not Queens, bad, though. We keep hearing Still how Queensland's bad. the home of rugby league, mate, and the first ever game of the Dolphins, they get 32,000 mm. on a beautiful Sunday afternoon at Suncorp where I'd love to watch every game played in the afternoon there. That is Suncorp their, is Suncorp their home ground? Well, for the big matches it will be, and then they'll play they put Canberra this week at um, Redcliffe, and they'll, right. they'll have like 10,000. But... To yeah. me, it's like the first game and you only get 32,000. That's disappointing. It just is. Uh, but yeah. big win for Uncle Benny. Uh, I still have them last. Uh, other games. <laughs> You're brave. Uh, very You're much brave. So. Uh, Melbourne keep that Craig Bellamy magic going in round one. Yeah. I Good watched job. this somewhat. I was on a screen where I was fair way away, yeah. but I kind of watched it and it looked like Para wasted some opportunities there to put the game away, didn't put them away, and then... Um, Harry Grant ends up winning the game in extra mm. time. Anything stand out to you here? Oh, n- not really, mate. I mean, I think it was a bit of a dour affair, to be honest. I don't think any team, neither team played fantastically. Um, there were moments. I mean, hats off to hats off to Cam Munster playing with a broken finger. Um, <laughs> it's broken. It's it's mangled. Is the compound, better word for it? Yeah. Oh, wow. And and um, you know, uh, it seems that. Like I've said before about Mitchell Moses, when the when the when the blowtorch is on, he he's nowhere to be seen. Usually, he has his two hundredth game this weekend, Coxsmith. He's lost his fiftieth, his hundredth, and his hundred and fiftieth. Love a good stat. Who are they playing this week? By the way, can you tell me? Ah, Cronulla tomorrow night, six o'clock. Everyone's been going about Jermaine Hopgood. Fantastic stats, can't deny him. But look who beats. Look who gets beaten by Harry Grant in the 84th minute. Yeah. Sorry, kid. Um, I don't care how many runs and tackles you got. They're the ones you got to make. Jermaine Hopgood doesn't definitely doesn't look out of place in first grade, though, mate. I mean, hasn't played a lot of first grade, but he he looks good. Um, uh, Again, a real grinder kind of a player, you know. I'm not talking about the app. I'm talking about the the, uh, player. Uh, Let's move move on. Okay. Warriors beat the Knights. I think we both didn't see this game. Good on your Warriors. You got to win that match. It was in Wellington. No, I didn't um, see it all. I saw I saw five minutes of it at the time. Uh, they got 17,000 at Wellington for that game. So good on them. We saw that Brisbane on. beat Penrith. Look, we've got Brisbane playing basically tonight. By the time you hear this podcast, let's see what they do against the Cowboys before I get carried away yep. there. Uh, yep. Tommy Trebojevic is just fantastic. That's all I need to say about him and playing for Manly. This is why I've got him in the eight because of what happened on Saturday. When he turned it on, the game changed and it ended up, ended up 31 to 6. Uh, Tommy was the reason. I mean, I know DCE scored a hat trick, but Tommy just makes stuff happen. Did look, someone that I know loves the dogs. He was worried about him coming into the season. He's now gone. I don't want to worry too much about him after one game, but did you see any of this match? No, I saw about 15 minutes of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they didn't look good. It's a worry. They didn't look good, mate. It's a uh, surpri- surprisingly, Burton looked really ordinary. Um, well, look, which can. in turn, he can look ordinary. As, yeah. I like him, but yeah. 
he can have games where he just doesn't look like it's what he wants. So, to do. so I, I think in turn that that because you're out in that edge, that's that made kick out look a little bit ordinary. Um, I didn't think Flanagan had that bad a game. I don't think he deserved to be binned either, just quietly. Yeah. Um, uh, mate, it was, the, it was the Tommy show. It was, a, yeah, yes. man, Manly were very strong, but mostly due to Tommy. And, and it's not surprising that, you know, Tommy's kind of playing, he, he, he plays that role where he's, where he plays through the middle. And he's almost a foil for DCE, you know, like he, he They've got they've got their their heads up looking for Tommy. Where's Tommy? Where's Tommy? And next thing you know, DC scored three tries. Um, freeze him up. Uh, he certainly freeze him up. Absolutely. Uh, quickly, absolutely. Cowboys up eighteen to six. I think against my boys, and we found a way to get back to eighteen all. Yep. We are going to struggle to score points. I said it before. I'll say it again. I just don't know where the creativity comes from with us. Um, and mm. I thought the Cowboys, you know, just didn't really stay switched on after getting out to that lead. Yeah, I think um, I think that the more moments that Tom Starling can spend on the field, the better the Raiders are. Uh, they started with Danny Levi or Levy, uh, and I don't know, maybe I don't know, maybe maybe Ricky smoked a fat one on the way to the uh, football or something. You know, okay, I can sure pinpoint the exact moment where Ricky lost the plot with Tom Starling. It's about an hour yeah. before the prelim final of twenty twenty against Melbourne. He had carved right. up. If, if you listen to the podcast, you've heard me say this before. He carved up teams at the back end of that year. He'd uh, knocked off the Roosters the week before, and Ricky kept him on the bench for 50 minutes of the prelim final, and the game was over before he came on the field. Ricky mm. just has not worked out that that's your best number nine. And, you know, I know he's how got can he not, I, I don't, How can he not see it? I don't know. I don't know. He's a smart dude, man. He's the, not thing about it, the thing about him is... You can see, I think where he's coming from is he's going, oh, my forwards can lay the platform. When he comes on, he'll just break havoc. But rugby league, or the NRL doesn't allow you to be that dominant every single week, like for 50 minutes before you can bring him on. And anyway, moving on, uh, Bunnies, who we saw tonight, they were really impressive against Cronulla, who didn't have Nico Hines. You need Nico Hines. That's the story of that game. Uh, and then the Tigers. But, but how good How good was Braden Trindle, though, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Bra- oh, Braden Braden Trindle did himself a really big favour last week in round one, and I suggest to you, I don't know what his uh, contract situation's like, but he just resigned at the start of this year, I think, for two years. I think, I, yeah, well, I think he's manager. I think the manager's phone will be ringing going forward. Is he this year's John O'Sullivan? Uh well, he, he'll, be, he'll probably be asked to go and pl- and play a, a bit, you know, and. But the other side of it is, is is Moylan running on old legs? Do they do they say to Braden Trindle, "You're the new six and Moiser, uh, tell your story, walking pal"? Pretty harsh on his season last year. It was pretty good on Moylan. Oh, it was a good uh, season. Yeah, we'll but... see them play the Eels um, yep. Friday night. Last game, yep. Tigers at Leichhardt. I didn't think they were horrible. I didn't think that was a classic Tigers roll over and die performance. They nah. just weren't very good. <laughs> yeah, I watched half. I, of, I watched half that game and turned it off. When I say half, I watched 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. Mm. I turned it off a few times in frustration. I, like, oh, mate, I happy Coruscant is your club captain and you're playing him off the bench. Apparently, I mean, it's, apparently it's a calf problem. That's why he did it. Yeah, well, mate, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how long 
how well I know how long the, the Tigers fans have been waiting to see some results, but I don't know how much patience they're going to have, even though they love Tim Sheens. Mm. If if we keep seeing little things like that, I think the, I think the, the Tigers fans will turn on him and boo him and yeah. throw things and hiss at him. And the Tigers fans are so over waiting for the next thing. You know, um, I read something really funny in the paper. It must have been, not in the paper online, but from a newspaper mm. about Luke Luke Brooks and. And they wrote that you know his his contract finishes this year, uh, reportedly on one point one to one point two million dollars. Yeah. Um, but he, he, you know, unfortunately, he understands that he will have to take a pay cut next year. Wouldn't you wake up every morning? If I was Luke Brooks, I would have my contract the 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 last sheet that I signed, the last bit of paper in the twenty page contract, stuck to my to my bedroom mirror and I'd wake up every morning and I'd kiss it. 1.1 million, baby. Yeah. Because next year, baby. <laughs> One, 110,000, baby. <laughs> if you're lucky. Harsh. Actually, he had a couple of moments there where if he holds the ball. He had a couple of good moments. He game did, I, and he's just got to stop passing to Brent Naden like everybody else. Uh, I'm, I, look, I'm just being—I'm being—I'm actually being a bit cheeky, but I know um, we do that all the time. Uh, this show, there there were moments where he looked really good. There were also a lot of moments where I thought to myself, you know, what if Jackson Hastings was playing, um, they would be looking a whole lot better. But Can I just pass cho- a comment on our favourite Lebanese international? Well, second favourite, I guess. If um, Mitchell Moses is our first, are we going to call him Uncle? <laughs> Adam, Which oh you mean oh sorry Adam I thought you were um, going to talk about Uncle Benny no no, no I love the other Uncle Benny um, yeah you know everyone just goes how good he is he's the best he's yeah oh, Adam Dewey when he runs the ball just oh, he's a game they lost twenty two ten I'm sorry mm. like if you're as good as what we keep getting told by everybody you've got to lead that team you got to step up past your mid your Luke Brooks and you got to like they scored ten points. I don't know. I, I, I'm be, I, I don't I just, look. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't really rate Adam Dewey as a six. And I mean, he's definitely not a difference maker. Um, not from, stats, baby. Stats. Not from anything I've ever. Not um, from anything I've ever seen. But I think. I think um, it's going to be probably a harder year than I predicted for the well, Tigers. I don't think either of us were carried away entering the season with our predictions. To be fair, uh, no, I think I finally the Titans. Both of them does his ACL. That's tragic. But it somewhat was a good thing for the Titans in that it finally put Kieran Foran next to Dave Feeder. And, hey, look what happened. We may have covered that off when we were doing our predictions. But now Foran won't play this week. It looks like well, he might. You know. Yeah, I think I think he's going to be out this week from what they we'll say. We'll see what that kind of team they are. They can play. The try that Brimson scored when he exposed the, um, I think it was Ushikamanu in the middle, that's good coaching. Like that's yeah. identifying a thing, and I just want to see more of that from the Titans. They are an exciting team to watch, but I do worry about their defense, and and that's the way it goes. We won't give you a preview for round two because by the time you listen to this, the game yeah, we're going to be halfway over. through it. But the point is, we just want to get you a, a bit of a feel for where we've seen the, the season so far. I mean, I can't believe I haven't uttered the word Super Coach Seabold hasn't lost a game at Manly yet, but there you go. Uh, Sean Penn is just delighted. Um, the, uh, the US superstar is just. He's on the Manly train. I've got to um, Photoshop him in a Manly jersey at some point. Final Pretty thing much. before we go, we're running out of time. We're, we're going to do 10 minutes. We're done half an hour. 
What is going on at the NRL when for years you tell everybody that the LEM system is perfect? It's, you know, we've mm. got the best minds in the game giving votes and every year, sometimes, well, not every year, but sometimes we get a bit of a surprise. Generally, the best player kind of wins it, but we know the system's mm. flawed. They change the system, Cocksmith, but they wait till after the first round is played to tell everybody about it. So what explain to say? everyone explain to everyone what it means, mate. What it says, what it's sorry, hold on. What it says to answer your question, what it says is the reason why is they because they're trying to hide it or they're not all that confident about what the reaction is going to be just, to it. So tell me what tell me what the changes are. Uh, two voters anonymous now. You're no longer finding out who's voting. It's probably the same team, to be fair. Uh, and they're watching the game independently and they're giving out um, two sets of votes. So are, are they watching the game independently live or are they watching? Yeah, it would the game be live. Later? It would be live. There's no way you could do it um, post, like having having known the result, that would influence your vote too much. Uh, sure. So that so that means that a player can get you know two sets of votes and be more than everybody else. Like so, you're gonna get six votes instead of three votes when they go to the the count. I just I don't know who's offering the advice here about holding it back for the weekend because the other thing that I wanted to go with this is that this is disappointing, this is underwhelming. But, Cocksmith, have you seen the NRL's promo ad for this season? No, I haven't. But what is it? One. What's the song? They did one. What's the, what's the song? One. I don't know. Is it song. hit me with your best shot yet? No, 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 no. Probably I, not because I, they're, not, I, they're not encouraging big hits. With respect, I know the agency that did it and mm-hmm. they do some good stuff. But Who is it? Name names. No, no. But it's just, it's really ho-hum, Cocksmith, and it may as well not have been, even been done. And I, I, I'm not trying to sound harsh, but hold on. Are you, you saying you don't something. like it? It's just, it's just there. There's no. It's, it's a bunch Who's of starring fans. In it? It's a bunch of fans going running to the football. You've seen the new tagline: "Run to what's real." They're sticking no, to this general is real, unreal thing. It's just. I know, I know people that have worked on this thing, and I'm not. I'm not trying to poke holes in them. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just. I'm really concerned that we have got to a stage now where Channel 9 and Fox run the game so so succinctly and so clearly that the marketing of our game is no longer being done by the NRL. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I don't know. But the fact that they wouldn't own the Dally M announcement until after the weekend is played and they wouldn't even and, and you don't even know that they've got a season um, promo video out, mm. it says a lot. It really says a lot. So we've got three minutes left. But do you, are you really worried about the Dallium Award? Does that is that something that keeps you awake at night? Because I know it doesn't affect me. I don't really don't care. I don't understand but, why you make changes to appeal to people or appease people and then hide behind it for a weekend. That makes so no do you sense think to me. The, do you think the changes were made to make it more fair, or like yeah. what? Do you, what they, okay. they think that so the two, two people voters, are judging. Yeah, that there is a chance that the player who should get a vote doesn't miss out is what they're saying, mm. but. If you're that strong about it, you don't wait till after the weekend to tell everybody you've done it that way. And the fact mm. they've got anonymous voters, what does that tell you? The scared. Well, it tells it tells me that tells me that either you or I could be on the voting team, and, and we're not allowed to tell each other. <laughs> that's what it tells me. <laughs> more whispering, more whispering. Uh, that's I, been I gave show, one point episode two eighty two. Uh, we've covered off Panthers sixteen, South ten, the opener for round number two. We just thought we'd get a podcast out there. Look, there's a chance we might be able to do this somewhat regularly after games um, on a Thursday night. We'll try and make sure we do more podcasts at the start of the week. 
and yeah. we'll try and keep them to this sort of half an hour range and, and just things that are interesting. We won't go through every game. That's just not our style anymore. But where things are interesting and uh, we get a chance to uh, talk to each other is always a good thing. Roberto, anything last uh, comments to no, say? No, mate. I'm, I'm just to let you know I'm around Monday if you want to have a chat on Monday. Ooh, so Monday. Uh, we can probably go through what's happening, what happened and what's going to happen. So <laughs> prognostications. You, I like it. I like it. Uh, but well, I, yep. I'm just going to say I was going to get a bit. So that's yeah. off to. I get to I get to edit for an hour. Fun, fun. All right, we'll speak to you next time on Not the Footy Show. Take us out, Cocksmith. Catch you later, buddy. Pepsi. Not the Footy Show. We are one different. Yep. What do you got? Canberra aren't making the finals this year. Oh, stop it! I'm hanging up. I got to go, mate. The <laughs> bars are calling me. The honky tonks are playing my tune. What? What are you talking about? Not the Footy Show. Show. You've been sleeping over there? Pepsi.